dedicated to authors, entrepreneurs, public figures who have a story. I personally believe in telling your own story so nobody else can tell your story and get it wrong. So I'm here with the beautiful Victoria Fulton and Faith McLaren. Now I like to ask everybody on this show, like, how are you doing, especially with the pandemic, checking in on you, your family, and your mental health? Yeah, we're, I mean, we're doing okay. Um, We are both vaccinated and boosted so um so so we i mean all our family everybody seems to be okay so mm-hmm. far so mm-hmm. fingers crossed that it stays that way mm-hmm. um but uh in our mental health i think i think we both struggled more last year yeah um, sure. last year was definitely harder there was it was or maybe the, was it the, i'm trying to decide if i struggled more the first year or the second year i feel like i struggled <laughs> midway through the first year yeah I feel like midway through the second year when you're just mm-hmm. like i can't go anywhere i can't do anything and i have a i have a 12 year old um son so it was you know we're all trapped at home for <laughs> yeah it was fun First, yeah, because I worked and they was like, everybody's going home. We were like, see you next week. And then I haven't seen co-workers in like two years. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Are you um, still working from home primarily? Yes, I'm still working from home. Um, oh they're supposed to be transitioning us like in May. But I'm like, hey, we're home now. We're comfortable, you know? <laughs> so that was a big investment for everyone. I think it's important just to ask. Asking people, how are you doing? Um, being home and some people lost their job. You just never know how people are doing. So I like to ask people beginning, how are you and how are your family? So if everybody's watching, let me tell you a little bit about these two. So you all are co-authors and you all wrote a book called Horror Hotel. So the book is pretty much a horror novel about a group of teen ghost hunters who spend the night at a haunted LA hotel. It is the Blair Witch Project of the TikTok generation. I love TikTok. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I am obsessed with TikTok. I find myself either crying, laughing, or something. <laughs> so I think that having a book like this, especially for kids who can kind of relate, because you know, a lot of these kids are on the electronics and reading, you gotta read, and reading something fun is very important. But how did you ladies actually meet? How do we meet? <laughs> we actually met on an on an online class. Um, so we actually met online, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and th- thematically, um, we met in an online class with um, a Y author called uh, named Ro- Nova Ren Suma, and mm-hmm. she uh, actually had a class for YA and middle grade kind of aspiring authors. Mm-hmm. So it was like a ch- like an online chat room basically, but it was a, a class with like I, f- I feel like twelve people maybe. Mm-hmm. And we all just like critiqued our work, each other's work. And that's where Rebecca, and then Rebecca and I, um, I was actually moving to LA in the middle of the class. So, and she was still in Texas at the time. And mm-hmm. so we just kind of like, after the class, we stayed in touch and then like ended up becoming really good friends. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And then we, so then when my family uh, and I decided to move to LA, uh, it was, you know, what, like five years ago? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, We, that was when we first sort of were like, maybe we could write something together. And that was kind of like, you know, but we don't, we had very like similar uh, dreams, like big dreams. We're big dreamers. So like, we like wanted to do um you know we both wanted to be authors but we also both wanted to work on movies mm-hmm. so hence LA I guess and so um we we kind of bonded on screenwriting was kind of our first thing that we bonded on oh, and ended yeah. up writing books together so, <laughs> yeah whatever that's so amazing I've met some of the most amazing people through social media <laughs> it's so amazing how I just you meet someone and you connect like I have a few friends and we text each other. It's crazy. Sometimes the people that you meet online, you can come closer than the people in your real life friends. Yeah, well, yeah, because yes. you connect on things that you're both really interested in. I think so, like in your real life, you're often like, I feel like connecting with like people because you go to the same church or your kids are together or like, you know, you live in the same neighborhood, but online you're connecting because you like the same things and you're, or like for us, like we were passionate mm-hmm. about the same things. So like, it, I think it does make those re- relationships really special and unique. Oh, that's amazing. Wow. I feel hopeful for my friends that I've made. We got to do something together. You guys have to get the same, so move to the same city if they can move to Georgia with you. Yeah. <laughs> move down the street. If everybody lives in different states. It's like, oh my gosh. Like, come on to Georgia. But this weather, like I said earlier, it'll drive you crazy. Now, I know you ladies earlier, you guys said that you all had dreams of being an author. So, Take it back to when you were little kids, you know, like, for example, I used to draw. I never saw something in myself like I was really good at creating, like drawing and stuff. And it took me a while for other people to see it. Was that something that you all were doing when you were younger into books and writing? We have very different answers for this. <laughs> so um, Victoria will I, go first. No, <laughs> I didn't know that I, I, so I didn't really know that like novel writing was a thing that you could like sort of get paid to do and like do for a like, kind of a living. So, um, but I, like, I really liked to write. I enjoyed writing um, and I was good at it, but, and I did love stories. So I did like watch, I, I mostly watched my stories though, like I was really into like like TV shows for kids, like cartoons. And like, I, I just would get very into stories and storytelling. Um, but when I was a kid, I wanted to be a clown. So <laughs> I don't know. I had this thing. <laughs> like I wanted to make balloon animals. So I got on this clown kick for a while I just learned that this. I was going to be a clown. I did not know so author was not on the menu, but for some reason clown was, I don't know why. <laughs> so <laughs> You feel like you'll do anything and then you get the life. You're like, okay, I don't know if a clown is gonna be able to pay this mortgage. Yeah. You know, yeah, no disrespect to clowns, because I think it's actually a really cool, like, profession, but, like, I, but I, like, I don't know why that entered the, I have no idea, I can't tell you why that entered the picture, but, yeah, it ended up, and still, I'm not sure novel writing is the thing that pays the bills, I mean, I went to school for chemical engineering, so, you know, so I'm not a chemical engineer, but, like, uh, but I, I thought, I need a day job, you know, like, so that was kind of the direction that I went. And then now you can answer. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't always want to be an author, but I did uh, pretty much from like I, the first time I saw a movie, 
I wanted to be an actress. (laughs) And so, and I said that pretty consistently throughout my like childhood and like early adolescence. I was like, I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to move to Hollywood. I tried to run away, actually physically run away to LA, like California multiple times. Um, (laughs) Like my brother, like I like packed my caboodles box and like with like PB and J and my jellies, you know, like walked out. Like we all just ran away because I I ran away. But I went to the neighbor house when I was a kid. I only had a teddy bear and a bag of chips. So we all ran away. Okay. Like, how are we going to survive? <laughs> I had like one sandwich in there. Um, but like, so I did, I was like, I want to move to Hollywood. So I always, that was always actually on, 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 on my radar was coming here, but I kind of, because of that, I think I started like writing stories to make my friends act them out. And so I could be in them. So I like would do like little home movies and like stage plays like that. I would just make my friends do, but I wrote them. And so I guess that was where the writing started was kind of just from a desire to be to somebody have to have people watch me so I could perform. Sort of the, 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 where we both drawn to like storytelling and things related to storytelling. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was thinking that too. I believe, I don't know if you ladies heard of like a life path numbers where sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So my life have number is three. And when I look at it, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm doing exactly what they said I was going to be doing. Talking, entertaining. It's almost crazy. And sometimes people can see things in you at a young age or those teachers. And like, oh, you're really good at storytelling. Like you're not thinking anything. You're like, okay, I'm going to be a clown. Like I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get older, like it all makes sense. And I think you yes. ladies, you all met for a reason because you all are doing what you love together. Now, your PR, she framed it to me as the five-day book deal via Twitter. (laughs) Very unique. Now, how did you ladies stumble upon that opportunity by having a book deal in just five days? Yeah, yeah. Pretty insane. It is. We So um, there's this very well-known editor. Her name's Wendy Loja, and she tweeted... Uh, like from her personal Twitter, which is also, you know, where she talks about books that she's looking for. And she tweeted that she was looking for um, books for proposals from agented authors uh, that uh, for a newer kind of line that they were developing with her at the publisher, she at Penguin Random House. Called Underlined. Called Underlined. Mm-hmm. And she wanted agented authors to submit proposals for young adult romance horror and thrillers and one of the one of those and we, we didn't have an idea actually previously. yeah we did not see the tweet either somebody sent a friend oh, yeah. sent it over and was like you guys should do this like they were like that you could do this and like I guess our, like we hadn't done anything in YA yet you know we had an adult book they were, were working on that we you know had, had a book deal for and uh so we like got on the phone with each other and we're like do we want to do this yeah so we ended up so we ended up like actually uh coming up with an idea like a two like we went, we went back and forth for two hours in in faith's backyard and like just eventually just like came up with an idea and we're like that's it and we like actually shook hands like we knew that was the idea and this is what, what we ended up seeing and then like how did they come with agreement on the plot the characters the theme like you gotta be yeah, we're so good at it. Like we are like, we're so like 
like fast and like we, go, we agree very quickly mm -hmm. and like we're very open creatively with each other so yeah. it's not like um i don't i don't feel like there's like that sort of like no i don't want to do that like it's it's very like an open creative process of like yeah and then yeah and then yeah you know it's like kind of um a very flowy creative process mm -hmm. we don't like disagree with each other a lot in terms of like what should happen in the in the in the plot or the character with the characters yeah. which made it possible for us to like come up with an idea quickly pitch it to our agent quickly and right. she was like go ahead write the proposal like that's a great idea and then it was like <laughs> in a weekend you know wrote like within five days we had a 11 page an 11 page proposal 42 pages of the book and then uh we turned it into our agent and then a week later we got the offer for the book deal oh my what was your reaction when they called did they call an email like what was your reaction screaming our agent called us uh, Faith, this is our pen name, so I sometimes get to remember. Um, Faith actually drove over to my house. I was, I was like still asleep, and so like I like woke up and I and, like she's like Katie wants to talk to us, our agent, and she like came into the house. Called we called Katie, and then we both just started screaming because <laughs> we just weren't expecting. I don't know, like you do something and you're like this is a cool thing, and you know then it pans out. You're like oh my god. And that's so inspirational too, because sometimes when you're like, I really hope we get it, but sometimes in the back of your head, I know sometimes I'm hard on myself, like, oh no, it just couldn't happen. And then when you finally say you guys got it, like I probably would have cried. I'm such a crybaby. Did you cry? I mean, we did cry. I did we? I think we cried. I think I think a little. There, there was a little tear action. It happening. was like <laughs> shock and awe. I think more than anything, because we were. It was just so fast. And like you said, like that kind of like we you know, we believed that we did something good. Like we knew that it was really special. And it was just kind of that feeling of like, we were, this is really good. Like this is yeah. maybe they're going to think this is good. Like, and it was kind of like built up momentum. And then it was like, we oh. worked really hard to get to an idea too, that we felt like, it, you know, like that when you get an idea and you know, it's the one and you get that sort of gut jump of like, so, uh, this is something, you know? So I think we had this like full oh, body yeah. knowing. This is it. Like this yes. is it. Yes, is that's it. exactly what this yeah. felt like. It was like this is the idea. And then when so then when we went to do it, there was a kind of an, a confidence because we both mm -hmm. had that feeling of like we know. We're doing we're going in the right direction. Yeah. Like this is the right direction for us to go. That's so amazing. Like as a creative, I love hearing stories like that as well because I'm a solo creative. So sometimes I'm like, I don't really know if it's <laughs> but normally what I'll do, I'll send it to other creatives just to kind of yeah. get their you know it's good, like nobody can tell you anything. And then plus it seems like it was a challenge. In five days, that's like a challenge. It was like a game when you guys won the game at the end yeah <laughs> and i love what you said about the creative like yeah. the community because you know just because you you maybe are solo or something or part are partnered up or whatever but you know as long as you have that community mm -hmm. like you know you can have that confirmation that validation that you need that that this is the this is the idea right this and they're like good. yeah that's yeah. the idea i love that yeah i mean i think it's so important to have a creative community that you can like bounce ideas off of and like that you can trust to give you honest yes. trust yes trust it's is such a um word when it comes to somebody you also respect too like i think you all have a great respect for one another so you know that you're not going to lead each other wrong because you're a team when one wins you both win and your families win so i love that 
So speaking of TikTok, you all, I love TikTok. I just sit on TikTok and I just laugh. But this is a TikTok generation. A lot of teens spend their time on TikTok. So what was your main goal and reason for choosing a book targeted to young adults? So we, I mean, I think young adults like, like frequently throughout history have, they changed the world. And I just think that there is such an like underrated age, like age, Mm -hmm. you know, that sort of like, you know, I don't know, 12 to 17 or even like 10 to 20, like that age range is just, first of all, there's just so much going on, you know, in terms of their growth and their learning, you know, what kind of person they're going to be. But also like, that's like the time where you see so many people like doing kind of revolution. They have like revolutionary ideas. It's such a fresh mm-hmm. part of our, you know, cause like when you get older and older, you have more responsibilities. You have more things that tie you down. You have bills, you have, you know, you have kids maybe or a mortgage and like young adults, they don't have that. So there's sort of like this freedom there too. And so I think we both love that, like that, uh, that, that, that age range to write for and to write about mm-hmm. because it's just, it's just such a, uh, you could do anything. It's, there's so, it's, there's so much possibility. Yeah. I mean, and they're, they're a little bit less unencumbered too with like what they think is like good to do or right to do or whatever. I mean, they kind of, they because they are more like in touch with their, I think their access to their emotions and their gut and their instincts, you know, don't have as much like weighted down on them. There's more gray area. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. more like space to play with. And I think it's just, I think they're also just like writing for teens. You're able to like tell different kinds of stories than we can really tell for adults. And I like how you all made it relatable too, because the main point of the story is about a group of famous YouTubers. They're ghost hunters and they're thinking that they're going into this haunted hotel. It's going to get some fun, you know, spooky things. They go in there and they realize, like, okay, this is more than spooky. Like, we're now we're dealing with a serial killer. Now, have you all heard of a hotel called the Cecil Hotel? Yeah. Well, I came across a documentary on YouTube, and I said, when I read it, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I wonder, was that, like, in your head when you was creating the book? Like, was that in your mind? Yeah. So, yeah. So, when I actually first moved here in 2013, that is when um, Elisa Lamb disappeared. And so I was at the Cecil hotel Mm -hmm. and I was so like, just taken by the story of this woman. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, like, so that, that story, then it it was, became a thing on Netflix. I don't know if you watched the Netflix documentary. Um, Oh, you're too scared. (laughs) Yeah, I understand. I mean, I watched that elevator. There's a video of Elisa in the elevator. And the the documentary is spooky. And I I watched it probably so it off. I said, yeah, not right now. <laughs> like, not today. <laughs> not today. Yeah. So we, so we had, we had watched that documentary and we were both like, she had already like been really involved, like really into the Elisa Lamb story. Um, and, and the Cecil talk- Hotel. And, in general, Hotel yeah. and we had talked about it before, like since, I mean, we talked about it at other times in our friendship that had nothing to do with this book. Right. And then we watched the documentary, but we also, I like think we both also were really drawn to the idea of this hotel, this like place Mm -hmm. that was very like kind of held a lot of darkness. Like I had experienced a lot of deaths and like, what would that place really be like if you were there? And it it definitely attracts um, serial killers because there was a serial killer that actually lived in the Cecil hotel in the eighties, the night stalker lived there for a period of time. So we just like, we're so interested in that. And like, 
if you took teenagers to that location, there's no way that couldn't be like wild. You know, it would, it would have to be a good story. You know, yeah. The hotel is so fascinating. And I also, we also really, I, I, I really loved um, Elisa Lamb's blog. Like I love her writing really moved, like moved me. Um, Cause she has a blog called Nouveau Nouvelle and um, some of her, her, her writing, I mean, she's gone, but her writing is still, you can still read it and you can go to her blog. And I would like, I like went through like her, her posts and her, and I just, I just thought what an interesting idea of, you know, and a tragic idea of somebody like, who's going to be this great writer, probably. She was a really just profound writer and a really interesting human being. And then, you know, kind of leaving the earth too soon. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, I think as, as artists, we all have that sort of like, what happens when something happens to me before I get to do everything I want to do. And so that was in there as well. Wow. Well, I, I think that's going to be relatable too, because I think a lot of teens, they may think it's cool. So do the teens in LA, do they think it's cool? Do they like sneak there and visit? <laughs> I mean, we see, you see people outside, you know, like taking we, pictures. Yeah. we drove down there. Um, when we were working on the book, we went down to the Cecil and, and cause it's oh. obviously, it's not that far from where mm-hmm. we live. And there are always like tourists and people like just around it trying to look inside they are actually um doing some construction in it now to like rehabilitate the building because it's been um, it's been kind of closed down I was like right after yeah they've been doing it for a few years and it's going to become affordable housing which is the is the fate that I Mm -hmm. think it deserves because of the history of the hotel and the place that it's in so I think you know, it's a, it's a good, it's a good, instead of being a hotel, it's going to house people in downtown LA. And I think that's, that's, yeah. I mean, I I was looking forward to asking you all that question because I wonder if that was in their mind, but it was. So you all, when you got the deal, they called you all and you told your family and friends, like what were their reactions? shocked I yeah. think everybody was really yeah. surprised because it wasn't you know it wasn't it it, it, it was, was fast it was, it was within so fast. two weeks we had nothing we had no book no idea nothing and then all of a sudden we had a book deal and then we had a crazy deadline a very, so everybody very deadline. a very very quick deadline so we had to write the book in like two months and um which was like pretty intense <laughs> for a full manuscript so so I think everybody was like shocked and then we had to like really get to work. And that was yeah. kind of like interesting. We didn't really have a lot of time to like think about it, which I think actually no. was really helpful because right. neither of us had ever written a book on deadline for a publisher that was going to be published. Right. So I think having, having kind of having to just immediately jump in and just write it, we didn't really get in our own way of like, can we do this? It was like, you, you have to do this. Like we're going get it to do this. <laughs> we're doing it. They always push you. It's almost like anxiety. It's a drilling rush. Like, okay, we got this date. We got to go. Because if you all were just sitting around, like, just, you probably can take, like, six months to do it if you just hang up. Where did you all mainly write the book? Did you go to, like, the library? Did you do it at home, at the park? We both write primarily at home. Mm -hmm. And especially because we had to write it, like, this was, like, sort of, I guess, I don't know what wave it was of the pandemic, but it was the uh, the beginning or middle of 2021 that we sort of had to write it, slash middle beginning so of like 2021 so I we really like, yeah. couldn't at that point there is you can kind of go out but you have to wear a mask it's not super comfortable so especially in Los Angeles 
So, um, yeah, so we both just wrote it at home. And then, but we did at the end, we had kind of like oh, leading up right, to the, the deadline. We did, it, it had kind of calmed down a little bit for the, the pandemic and we were able to go to a hotel in LA that is has a little bit of a haunted past, not the Cecil to stay, but um, to do the final like four days of, and turn it in the book. So like the last bit we did write in a like in a, a ride, little writing retreat, yeah. like in Los Angeles though, in Pasadena. Did you ladies document? I would love, I would definitely watch a blog of you guys' journey. You should, we you know, should. I thought about it. Like, you know, we're writing about YouTubers. We might as well start a YouTube channel or something. I don't know. We thought about it, but we took we put it on our Instagram. I think um, it's inspirational for two ladies to meet in a class and become great friends and then get this amazing opportunity. And it leads to my next question. Now, I just feel like we are in a place where we as women can create our own opportunities. I've created an entire talk show. You ladies came and became authors. Like, how? what was the takeaway when you guys wrote this book? Like, did you all look at each other and say, wow, like, we did it? <laughs> we did actually I feel like we did do that yeah I I think that it was when we wrote this book it felt it, it was the whole experience of writing this like it was just like it felt it was very empowering because you know we created we had there was this opportunity that was on Twitter of all places and we just took kind of like just decided to do it and did it and like it worked and I think that like you have those experiences, you know, you know, so, and you have a lot of experiences where it doesn't work too, mm -hmm. you know, but you have, when you have an experience where you try something and it works, that's a real confidence boost. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like no matter, like, even if you try something and fail, I think it's, I think it adds to your confidence you still actually tried it because you tried. I mean, so no matter what, the, the success part isn't the part that's, you know, the most interesting. It's really the, it's really the trying something different. And, and, you know, we don't always get to see, but, but this is the thing that you, you know, we get to tell you the story and like, we get to talk about it, you know, because it is a success. And so, yeah, I think that we both kind of turned to each other when it was all done and we were just like, what was that? You know, <laughs> what? <laughs> well, and Let's like, do it again. <laughs> we, had been, we had both been like trying, not trying, but like, you know, working towards a goal of being published for years and, and years. for a long time. Yeah, this wasn't an overnight thing. And so I think because this was like, it was really cool because we, we found this opportunity that was created by another woman in the industry as well. Like mm -hmm. Wendy is, is a female uh, editor and we took that opportunity. We were able to do something with it. And then um, we also found like a, this moment of like culmination of a lot of this work together. And it was like, it just kind of shows you what you can do when you like actually like find people that you click with and let people help you and kind of like realize that you're better you're stronger together which is very much a theme that we kind of played with a little bit in horror hotel yeah because the the group is stronger together like you're stronger together so I think that we were both like we did this and it was a culmination of a lot of a lot of hard work Amazing. So before we get towards the end, so let's say there's a young girl, she reads your book and she comes up to you like, I really, really want to be an author. I really want to uh, publish my book. Like, what advice would you give her? Would you, would you want to start? Okay. Uh, yeah. I, so I would always, my advice is always to sit down and write. So um, I, I get, I've actually had a lot of, I work with um, writers who want to write books um, in like an, an my other part of my life. And 
there's a lot of people who want to write books, but no matter what age you are, you can, you can do it. Um, but it, the, it, just wanting to do it, isn't enough. You have to have to sit down and do it. So, um, so first sit down and do it. Second, um, don't be afraid to do it wrong for a while because you have to do it. You have to get it out there and let other people read it. Let other people give you feedback, um, be open to learning, um, and not afraid to, to, you know, not, not be perfect. And cause that's how you're going to become a good writer is to do it and fail and then do it again. <laughs> Agreed. And my, my little tidbit of advice real quick is that I feel like, um, there are so many rules. Anytime you get into any industry, there are so many rules. And I do think it's important to know the rules, but I also think it's important to kind of forget the rules and follow your heart. So one of the things that I think is really valuable about this story is that, you know, we, we, this, there was no opportunity until we decided there was, <laughs> you know what I mean? So we saw the opportunity, we did it. It was, it was different than how you usually do things and sort of the traditional publishing world. So, you know, it's like, be open to the possibilities. Um, our first book, we actually self-published chapter by chapter and wrote on Wattpad. Mm -hmm. So there's, there's so many ways to become a published author. So be open to what, you know, so like my thing is always listen to your heart. Don't listen to all the outside voices, like tune in here and let that be your driver and your motivator. Mm -hmm. Even I take that on. I was actually just telling artists, because I normally work with a lot of music artists on this show, and I was like, you all, you got to put out music. You don't yes. know Yeah, you got to do, so you got to put it out there. Nobody can listen to it. If they say it sucks, you won't know if you don't put it out. You have to put it out and get critique on there. So I think that's great advice for everyone in this creative field. Mm -hmm. Put it out, okay? If they hate it, okay. Yeah. Somebody's you can edit it. <laughs> do you have them put it out on TikTok a lot? Huh? Do you have them put their art, their music out on TikTok? I feel like TikTok is where I find all my music now. You know, um, I told them to put it on SoundCloud or YouTube. Okay. Um, because normally I prefer artists who have it on Spotify, or iTunes. But if you're not confident in the SoundCloud, you know there's so many people there. If they'll give you feedback, and there's so many creatives like SZA. You guys know SZA. She had a song on SoundCloud that was just a rough draft, and fans was like, "Put it out!" And it went number one on Billboard. That's oh so my great. gosh! I love that. Fans want it. That's a great advice. Just put it out. So, ladies, as we get to the end. Tell us more about the book and where people can purchase the book and find you as well on social media. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So social media, we're Victoria X Faith. Um, we're Victoria X Faith on Instagram and Victoria X Faith on Twitter. Um, we're not on TikTok yet, but if we are on TikTok, we couldn't get Victoria X Faith. So we're, so we're Victoria and Faith on TikTok. <laughs> Whatever. And you can buy the book anywhere books are sold. You can buy it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local indie bookstore, Book Depository. If you're not in the U.S., that's a really great way to get it. Um, and it's just, it's online and it's in physical bookstores. Yes. You know, Walmart. I've seen it on Walmart. Yeah. Walmart. Yeah. Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody so wild. I like, yeah. It was so amazing talking to you all. I'm so happy to have authors on this segment. I've been trying to find the right authors. And I think you ladies' story was perfect. And I believe March is Women's International Month. So I think it all worked out perfectly having you on yeah. here. How perfect, chill, fun. Yay! Yes. Okay.